we get the, are the kiddos off okay? Did they head off to class? We got everybody uh, headed to where they're going. I don't think they're watching VeggieTales in the three through four class. Otherwise, that's where I'd be headed. <laughs> so uh, I'm just going to do the announcements uh, real quick. Like, so we had food bank yesterday. It was kind of a weird food bank. We've been running up over 200 families uh, a month, and yesterday was a slow one. And we were about 130 before deliveries and, and the other stuff. So we're probably like 150, 160 total. But um, like I say, a, a, an odder uh, January, but. Um, we'll, we'll take it. Um, we have received a couple of more grants. If you want to know more about those, see Ms. Barb. But um, we've gotten a couple of grants from Food Bank of the Rockies and, and some other places. And uh, part of this new stimulus package, um, they did continue the, uh, the, the Farmers to Families program um, that I told you guys about a couple months ago. So we should continue to see the produce boxes um, that we have been able to give out to the neighborhoods and that kind of thing. So um, that will continue on. Um, Otherwise, we've got, I'm like to say, we'll, we'll keep you posted on Bible studies. We're getting everybody back. Welcome back. How are grandbabies? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're jealous. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we'll get back into Bible studies here and um, get all that, that rolling again here shortly. Um, so today... We're having a special day. I know it's awesome. So, so John and, and Pastor Nathan are going to get up here and do a, a conversation. I'm actually really excited about today. Um, but first, um, he's, uh, John's going to come up here. He's got a friend that's going to give us some testimony. Um, this is great. So, um, yeah, I'm going to hand it right on over. Thanks. How's everybody doing today? Yeah, this will be um, a unique service for sure. Um, to give you a little background, um, Danette and I have become friends with uh, a family, and I'm going to let her talk about this, but she, um, we, we told her that we have a food bank at our church, and she said that they were going to volunteer for our food bank, and they said that we were going to as well. So Saturday was the first time that us Kyles have uh, participated in the Saturday food bank, and it was funny to see some faces. They're like, Dude, do you know it's Saturday? It's not Sunday. What are you doing here? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It was, it was good, and, and we had a really good time. But um, I'm going to indu- uh, introduce you to uh, my friend, Karen Trubia, and she has a uh, personal testimony to give regarding uh, food banks. So it's Karen. Okay, now it's the time for me to panic, right? I am not a speaker. I do not know jokes. I didn't tell you to come. <laughs> Did I? Okay. So when I heard about the food bank, we've lived in Fruta now since 2015, and I even heard of a food bank in here. My heart just kind of skipped a beat because um, 32 years ago, I was 16 years old, had a child, ended up homeless, and I'm trying to do this without crying, and ended up homeless in the streets of Chicago. He went into foster care got him back after two years, after I got my life together, got an apartment and everything else. But we really, really, really strived for um, some kind of normalcy. But with living on Medicaid, you can't do that. We ended up going to a lot of food banks to try to make, fill his tummy. Sometimes my tummy wouldn't get filled, but I made sure his did. I remember a time where we shared a box of macaroni and cheese and Kool-Aid packet for three days. And I probably had a couple of bites of macaroni because I wanted to throw up every time I ate a bite of food for substance for me because I knew it was taking away from his mouth. 
So there's where I say my heart skipped a beat. You guys are making a huge impact. I was not a Christian back when that happened. I don't know what kind of mustard seeds for Jesus that helped with. But I will tell you, now my heart jumps for Jesus because you guys are being hands and feet. You guys, everybody I saw yesterday, they were the hands and feet of Christ. You're doing something for Jesus. And those families that come through, they may seem angry, hateful, distant, um, biased on different ways. But I tell you what, you're, you're sowing little seeds that you may never see the fruition of, but I'm here to tell you it does matter, and I thank you guys so much for it. And that's all I have to say, so thank you. That's, that's awesome. So between the worship this morning and Karen's testimonial, you know, I'm in that spot to where it's like, holy cow, man, you guys are just, it was awesome. Let's, see, I, I, let's hear it for the worship team. That was just great. Thanks. Thanks, guys. So I guess as a little intro. Oh, this one's way hot. <laughs> Nate and I, um, we wanted to get together and just have a little chat. And, and we did that at Munchies uh, about three weeks ago. And in the process of doing that, we weren't really talking about anything specific necessarily. I mean, we did hit on some points, but we wanted to um, reduce something like that here today, just have a discussion here today, because we thought it would be um, edifying a little bit for you guys. Um, so we're just going to kick that off and see where this goes. And I did make, did you bring any notes? No. Oh, see, you're, you're a real man. <laughs> I, I need my cheat sheet. I, I learn when I do notes, I end like 40 minutes early and everybody gets to leave. So I don't, I don't do that anymore. If I talk, then we just never go home. So. <laughs> yeah, so we don't really have a lot strictly planned. Um, again, I do have a few things that I want to touch on. And we're just going to, you know, go from there and see, see how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, one thing that I kind of had in mind with this was this might be the future for us. Like meeting at Munchies on a Wednesday or Thursday might be the future for how we get to worship, for lack of a better term. So um, for me this morning, I'm thinking about, okay, how I kind of want to take this. Into, well, we, we didn't compare notes. We didn't ta- I didn't take notes. Um, but I kind of want to put this as how am I going to, what are, how am I going to, what am I going to do to get closer to God this year? And kind of like, but I, obviously whatever you got too, but, um, yeah, I think that's kind of what we were thinking anyway, right? Yeah. 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 We talked a little bit about last year and how things were for 2020. And, you know, there are many people, I'm sure some here talked about, you know, 2020, not the best year. And, you know, you've seen the jokes about, uh, you know, back to the future, don't set it for 2020 and things like that. And I said to Nate, though, a year from now, which was the end of 2020, there's a chance that we may look back on 2020 and wish we were back there. It's today the 9th. Okay, we're, we're 10th. Okay, we're 10 days in to January. And look where we are. If you followed the news a little bit, we're not maybe longing for 2020 yet, but at this rate, wow. All I can say is wow. 
Um, I'm going here already. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, for me, we had some conversation, and and uh, uh, this is hard, man. Bring it, they say. First of all, I want to say I have told people this is the kind of thing that uh, church plants are, or church splits are made of. I brought cookies, so that's just... good. I want you to picture this like it's your house. This is they're, they're crumbly, though. Sorry about that. Are those? Never mind. They, they were homemade. Uh, they were. Yeah. So, John, what's uh, do you have anything on your agenda this year that might be a little bit different for? Let's say personal worship time every day, or maybe not every day. What's, maybe that's the goal. I, I don't do New Year's resolutions per se, but I did um, come up with a little theme for myself. And, you know, it's, it's partly joking and it's partly for real. And it was uh, survive and thrive with Christ. And it's important to, you know, survive and thrive with Christ. So I think there's some you know, serious to that and legitimacy to that, where, again, times seem to be so uncertain. You know, we have to obviously fall back to the Bible and what it says, and I'm going to, you know, get into a few things specifically. For myself, something that I've been looking at, again, just some random thoughts and things, but after the fall... You know, we had the, the temple and the Old Testament and the way things worked then and the way that they met with God, by and large, you know, outside of a few prophets and things where people, the, the, the high priest would go into the Holy of Holies and he would meet with God once a year, right? So that was good. Then um, Jesus came and he fulfilled the Old Testament and, and they, when he was here, we had the, a physical and a visual face-to-face with him, they did, okay? And that was, that was great. That was better. But then what's he say? He said that it would be better if I lift so the Holy Spirit would come to you. Okay, so the question is, are we better off today than they were in the Old Testament and when Jesus was walking the earth? According to the Bible, the answer to that is yes. The Holy Spirit living inside of us is just such a key part of who we are today. So the progression is we're getting, it was good, better, really good now, and the best is yet to come when we are fully with Christ, when we are with him in the new heaven and new earth and eternity. Yeah, uh, that's my favorite verse, when Jesus is like, you know, I'm out, here comes the Holy Spirit, and it's better. And you're like, what? Um, Yeah, and I think as, as Christians, it's easy for us to feel defeated very quickly, um, but it's the key is to remember that you know we are the temple now, right? It's that it's we are the largest yes. living manifestation of Christ that exists, the church, and we're everywhere. And we're everywhere, and um, on top of that, um, we we need to re- not be living in fear of that. Obviously, like we, I really like what really came to my mind this morning as I was praying was. We should probably call this building school to kind of change our mind frame for what we gotta, what we may have to endure. Like church is the church body, so maybe we just change the whole name of this place and call it school because that's the 
the idea. We come here to, to learn and educate and equip the saints, build disciples. That's, that's the focus of this building. But realistic, the, the church body is outside of these walls. So maybe something to help just kind of switch that mind frame is to, to call this, let's call this school, and then let's call this church outside of here. I thought, yeah. you know, that would, I'm actually going to try and do that. Um, you know, things for me this year that I'm going to try and do differently is it, I, do, I do spend time in worship, um, but it's usually I, this up here I don't do a lot at home to be honest. Um, I kind of listen to music and stuff, but I don't just get my guitar out and wander around the house, and, 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 and I'm going to do more of that. Um, you should. I should. Down, downtown. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, and I know you guys. Well, we're gonna call, yeah, yeah. Phil's called me out a few times on that. Um, I want you to know your pastor's dedicated. That's what I want you to know. Um, after church in the summer a few times, he's told me, so we're going down to Circle Park now to worship. And I'm like, nah, I got stuff to do. <laughs> I'm not going to do that this year. So I'm challenging you to challenge me. Um, but yeah, I, so, I, so you know, for things for me, it's like, again, we get so caught up in, in this being about a building and, and, and a group that we forget that we are the individual. We're all individually a temp, part of the temple, and, and God is this close. Christ is this close. I have that. I have the Spirit with me. I have the complete ability. Jesus said that you were going to do bigger and better things than him. Yeah. And we forget that. Mm-hmm. We get so wound up in what's right here in front of us that we never see the big picture. And I think that that's exactly what Christ came and did, right? Was when he showed up, he told everybody that thought they were doing it right, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Like everybody that was, that was schooled and, and had the best education, the best means of living, the you know, Sadducees, the Pharisees, and he said, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, unbelievable. Right? Something to consider when I start to get on my high horse about, I've, had, I've lost friends over, my, over not even my faith, just saying the wrong thing about faith, right? Like, not even about my stance, just something that I said that was completely over the top for no reason, right? Mm-hmm. Casting stones or holding people. See, I, I really think that God, God, the way he speaks to us about expectations, we want to we wanna portray that expectation onto other people. Like, we, like God's telling me, like, I need to quit doing this. And so, or, and so like, I, I, we start lean, putting that on other people. Like, I heard God say, um, I'm not supposed to lie. Or we're not supposed, we're lying too much. We're lying too much. We're lying too much, right? So, so what, he, what God's really saying is, Nathan, you're lying too much. You're lying too much. And I want to put that, I want to take this direction that God's given me and put it on other people so that yeah. I can avoid that. All, and, and not, I, I, you know, I don't even think it's to avoid it. I think it's to bring, bring my friends in with me. Come on, guys, you know, mm-hmm. like, you're sinners too. Like, so wrong. So wrong, right? And so I'm, I know I've spent a lot of time in the past, like, it's easy, it's easy in that in that place right there to have expectations of what this should all look like. And, and for me, uh, I'm going to quit worrying about what that looks like. For tw- like, there was this big shift for me. I'm going down a really long tangent. We thought that no, would good. happen, and it's good, That's right? Good. So I had a big shift. I'll have a cookie. You still have a cookie. Share. I need some water. I didn't bring that much. <laughs> Uh, this water is like six weeks old, but it'll be fine. <clears throat> so 
2020, we, we talk about shifts and, and uh, how bad it was or whatever. But 2020 for me was, um, there was a big change. Um, it's, it's a big change, but it's not a big change. Um, there's potential that I could not have my job anymore. Like, you know, with everything that's going on. Sure. Um, this is a career I've had for 15 years. It's, you know, it's taking care of my wife and my son. And I was always very proud of that. And I guess I've always really measured myself by that. Yeah, I, I think we do that, that as Americans, as men, sure. um, women too. We all, we, we want, I think more so Americans, we, we measure ourselves based upon our career. And this year, having that thrown in my face, having that, the, my career potentially ripped from me, changed my whole mindset with God. Now nothing matters. That was the one thing that really mattered to me. Mm. You know, like, like, as far as, like, measuring myself. That was, yeah. like, that's what, that was what was mattered to me as far as measuring myself. And that, and I, listen, that was, like, God was telling me that all year long. Like, like I was, like, in my head, and I'm, like, thinking to myself to m- about my friends. Why are they measuring themselves against that? Like, they should only measure themselves to, like, their relationship with God. And guess what? God can't be measured because it's free. So quit measuring. So, so that was the big switch for me. This whole time, I'm like, you know, like God showed me that my career is not my measurement. Um, career is not my, who, who I am. And so that was the big change for me. So that, again, going into 2021, uh, my focus is going to be more intimate. Nice. Which, which is crazy because I've been accused of being intimate before So I, with, with the Lord. So like... It's, more, it's kind more is good. More is good. Um, nice. Uh, pass. Yeah. <laughs> well, the intimacy with God, that's good. That kind of um, could, will be a segue. I'll use it anyway as a segue for something that I wanted to talk about today. Something, you know, that um, everybody, you know, saw what happened Wednesday, right? I was, I was going into Wednesday, you know, electoral college in D.C., Going into that, there were lots of people. Some people were calling themselves prophets. Some people were uh, lawyers looking at different aspects of um, society. And, okay, let me stop and say this. The um, thoughts expressed by John Kyle are not necessarily that of Kenyon West Worship Center. Okay? Yeah, we, we talked about that. And mine, too. Listen, let, let's, let's talk about that. Just I, sure. Not to interrupt. No, go. Uh, the thing that makes this church beautiful is that we all don't agree on everything. Okay, we, we, we agree on the things that matter. We agree on, you know, Christ dying for us on the cross. But what makes us healthy and what makes us strong and makes, helps us grow is our differences with the little things. Yes. So don't hang us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for myself, you know, looking at these various um, people and entities, I had hope from them that there was a chance that President Trump would get a second term. That was what I personally desired. I thought there was that possibility. They made it seem like it was a real possibility. And maybe that wasn't the case, you know, in retrospect looking at you know what you heard the um, you know for example uh, the one of the uh, suits that went up 
from um, Texas versus you know, Pennsylvania plus this state, this state, this state. There was a big push. You know, I'm looking, listening to Jay Seculo, who I very much respect. It's like, this is the one. This is the one. This is the thing that can actually, you know, turn the, t the tide in Trump's favor. I'm like, right on. Um, the justices, some of them took heat for what they did. And, you know, I'm not a, an attorney and don't know anything about that. But they took heat for poo-pooing on that suit to where a couple said, yeah, we want to hear it. The other seven said no, but even all nine, because the two that said they would have heard, heard it said, no, this, this is not going to stand. This is no. So that was nine to nothing. Not in favor, okay. So that was a downer for me. Um, again, fast forward to last Wednesday, the way things went, it was, it was craziness. And you know, the lead up to that was what happened in Georgia, which again, not for me personally, but God bless Georgia and our country. Um, so I, I had a, a talk with my mom. I called her Thursday or Friday of this week. And we were talking about what happened at the Capitol. And I was just shocked. I was like, wow, did you see what happened? And she said, yeah, yeah, it was, it was crazy, but a little shakeup maybe isn't a bad thing. So I'm thinking, what are you talking about? So I, I called my brother and I talked to him about it. And he said, yeah, a little shakeup isn't bad, but destroying property may not be the best, best way to go. So I've spent the last two or three days in hours of discussion with Danette going down this road, just trying to understand and get an idea of truly what happened and why it happened and, you know, a little projection forward from there. So was the rally okay? Was the protest okay? And I'm not going to ask if the violence was okay, but I want you to think about that a little bit and keep that in mind. As I understand it, um, again, you hear from different sources. I don't know what the secular or earthly truth is of anything today, and we're gonna, I'm going to touch on that here in a bit. What I'm getting at is, specifically, was it Antifa that started the Capitol riot? Was it Trump supporters? I don't know, in my personal opinion, which really means nothing, but I'm here talking, so I'll bring it out, is that it was a little bit of both. I don't know. That's just my opinion. But I'm going to continue down this road based on that the majority of it was Trump supporters, okay? So just bear with me with this, okay? Keep that in mind and now go back to 1776 and think about what was going on and what happened in 1776. I made a short list of things to compare between... You didn't know this was coming, did you? No, <laughs> you better be ready. I hope you, well, brought, we, hope we, you brought a seatbelt. We, we got together two or three weeks ago, and then, you know, things yeah. happened with <laughs> It's like, we better plan. Yeah. <laughs> no plan. So, so I compared... 1776 to 2021 today. Little or no voice in choosing our leaders and authorities. Well, that happened back in the day. And in my opinion, 
we had a questionable election. Have um, worship rights and uh, those things been infringed upon? Well, yeah, in 1776. I'm sure some folks in California, if not other places, would have some things to say about these things. High taxes. Anybody like... I, I, I don't mind paying the taxes if they use them the right way. A 56 or 5,500-page document? Okay, I'm going off. A 5,600-page document that they had 11 hours to present, discuss, and then vote on? That's crazy. And I don't know if that's the way it is in D.C., but it made me sick when I heard about that. Because then you look at what, it, what was put into it, not things that I support, I can tell you. Um, and the last of my list of four to compare the two was freedom of speech. I think they, they had freedom of speech issues back in 1776. And you don't have to look very far today to find out what's going on with speech freedom impingements. Just t yesterday or today, Parler is being restricted from Apple, Google, Amazon. Yeah, uh, it's happening. That's just one small example. So what what did Danette tell me that on um, one of the trending things on Twitter is hang Mike Pence? Are you, are you kidding me? Yet our president and others, I have YouTube videos of my kid and I out in the desert messing around, and YouTube, uh, yeah, YouTube has come back and said, you know, this isn't uh, good for kids under 12. I'm like, the the kid's 10 in the video. There's nothing going on. We're just out in the desert messing around. The, the freedom of speech stuff, I, I, I wonder if you haven't seen the tip of the bucket with that yet, but we'll see. We'll see. So my point to all that is, is it okay for a Christian to protest, to resist, and, and beyond? Was it okay for the founding fathers and for the folks back in the day to do what they did from a biblical point of view? Are we human beings not all made in God's image? And I'm going to pull a gun and shoot somebody made in God's image? Okay, so I, that's, that's tough, isn't it? That's a hard thing. And I know we're in a fallen world and, and all of that. Was it a, should we be waving the Union Jack? Look at this. I've got my, my shirt on. I wear this specifically today, my little flag. My dad, my grandfather was in World War II. My dad was in the military. My uncle was in the military. My brother was in the military. I was in the military. And I'd say there's a 50-50 chance that that kid back there is going to be in the military. We've, we've vested so much in this country for freedom. How can we... Where do we let it go? Do we stop? Okay, so draw a line from being a capitalist and fully conservative and patriot, a flag-waving person, okay, and draw a line over to communism. Where are we on the continuum? I believe we are moving in that direction, but I don't know where we're on that line, right? The analogy to that, and I'm going to finish this segment with this. You've got the frog in the water and the pan on the stove, right? You've heard it all before. 
it's warmed up. The frog's like, right on, man. This is pretty nice in here. Gets a little hotter. The frog's like, eh, it's kind of hot in here, but I can handle it. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the frog is boiled. If you don't do something soon enough, you're too far gone. Again, the other example of that is I'm in Germany in 1940, let's say, you know, and I'm watching the trains. People go by. I wonder where they're going. I wonder where they're going. Well, I'm going to read my Bible. They're coming back empty. Okay. I wonder where they're going. What? They're being, what's happening with them? And still yet I sit on my hands. And I've heard many, many stories and read, read things about that. When do we get out of the hot water? I don't know the answer to that. This is such a complex thing. And again, can a flag-waving American does that line up with biblical Christianity? And I don't know. I, I know if I just stopped and said, you know, can you be a good Christian and be an American? Of course you can. This, this is where I lose friends. Um, I think the problem, I think the problem is that we're waving the American flag and we're not waving the God flag. Okay. Um, I don't know when enough is enough. That's the problem, right? And it's for both sides. I, everybody's been ugly. Everybody. Um, but what I, can, what I can rest in is God and his faithfulness and, and look at the Old Testament. And, you know, there's been times when he's had to turn his back. And I, maybe we're there, maybe we're not. I, not for me to decide. Um, for me, it all boils back to that that personal, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend my personal time with God and, and I'm going to, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on myself and, and our relationship, like us to get, like me and God. And then whatever comes of that, I think it's different for every single person. And, so, you know, to stand up and say enough's enough, this is, I'll tell you a story I heard. And this is, well, I said it to you, it, what happens if we become a country that we're not able to do what we're doing now, right? Yeah. Um, we just do what everybody else in the world's been doing. That was my answer, um, which isn't easy. Uh, I watched a video of a pastor in China. Went over there. It wasn't Francis Chan. I watched a lot of him, but it wasn't him. It wasn't David Platt. It was another guy. Um, anyway, he went over, <laughs> went over to China and met with these p- pastors uh, in China, in secret, in dark, at night, hidden. And um, they're like, okay, let's break out our Bibles. And, and actually, no, he said, here's some Bibles. He brought some with him because he knew that they couldn't even have these Bibles, right? And so they're passing along, and this one person grabs the Bible and just passes it to the next pastor. And he's like, you don't, you don't need a Bible? Mm. And, and she says, uh, no, we're, you're in, I think it was Peter. I, don't quote me on that. It doesn't matter. But she said, I've memorized the whole book. I don't need that. Wow. Right? Awesome. So, so now they're like just reading, and they're, and they're getting like more in the Word, and their focus is God. And he's like talking to these people, and there's seven pastors if you count our, if you count our, el- I count our elders as pastors. I count a lot of people as pastors, but here we've got probably seven leaders, yeah, close to it. I'm not keeping track. Um, those seven pastors, the, the guy visiting says to her, says to them, he says, "How so? How many parishioners or people are you overseeing? Two million. Wow. Okay. So." Wow. Where I'm going, the faith, or the, the thing that I'm seeing is that God is much bigger 
Like, we know that. We say that all the time. We say that all the time. But as Americans, we don't, we're not, I don't even think we're able to comprehend that. We're not able to comprehend how full God can work because we've had it like we've had it. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to miss our freedoms. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, is God's much bigger than this. And so for me to waste, I, I feel like if I'm spending a lot of time worrying about the next step with the country, I'm not, I'm, I'm wasting that with God. Like, and I kind of feel that way about a lot of things, to be honest. Um, I do. And that brings, if I can just yeah. say this, it brings up for me the, the balance between how much news and media do you take in and when do you draw the line? I think you have to be aware of what's going on to a certain degree. But at the same time, you know, and again, that is a, that's probably a person-to-person balance, and I struggle with that. I, I struggle with it, too, because well. I turn it all off. I just well, decided that, I, like, I, like I, don't, I don't think anything good can come of it for me. And, and that's, again, that's my personal preference. But um, I just, if it's not about, we just might not be the same country. And regardless of that, what that is, I can always, that's the power of having the Holy Spirit within you, because no matter where you're at in your life. See, you're encouraging me, because... Well, that's good, because I thought I was going to, we were going to have to go outside, <laughs> and... <laughs> just... <laughs> the news is just, yeah, it's, it's very disgruntling. You it know, is. You see stuff about... Um, the division that's occurring within the country is disgruntling. The division that's occurring within Christianity is especially distressing. There are um, some well-known pastor, a well-known pastor that has, as before Christmas, he said that, um, I guess based on the critical race theory thing, that he was going to have his black folks come into his building. They're going to have a church service. They're going to have a uh, psychologist. They're going to have their safe space. And the white people were to stay at home and pray for them. Okay? Well-known megachurch. Likewise, on, on the uh, relativism front, relativism, we have another pastor that we all know and love that has um, said that for the saints, the ardent support of Trump and nationalism is the greatest threat to them that this person's seen in 63-some-odd years. Okay, um, I have a hard time with that personally. I got the flag on right here. Like I told you, half the family's been in the military. And I can't support and love my country enough to be able to go to D.C. and march and uh, rally and protest? I mean, if I would have been there and when I saw that, no, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going in the building. I would be going the other way when that kind of stuff happened. But there's a point in time when, you know, our elected, and I have to put that in air quotes based on what happens, that the elected leaders have to get a grip on what's going on. I was talking to some of our friends back here Thursday morning when I woke up and I heard that, you know, the congressional folks that did not call up in question the electorals for the states that they said they were going to, I guess because of the ruckus, they didn't do it. I'm like, you said you were going to do that. I changed my affiliation from Republican to 
the American Constitution Thursday morning. I've had it. I'm done. But again, I, I need yeah. to go back. You have a good point of view on this, and I get kind of <laughs> off the edge. Yeah, uh, so my point is, well, again, like, would we... If we took the country out and put Jesus there, would we go and protest and stand up for that? Do you do that in your daily life? Do you, do you stand up and fight for God the same way you want to fight about your country? And, and I, uh, this is where I'm going to lose a lot of friends. John, I apologize. Uh, I think... <laughs> I know he loves me, so I can say that. It's okay. We talked yesterday. No. <laughs> Hopefully we talk after church. Uh, <laughs> it blows, right? Um, I think Americans, it's been easy for us to put our rights above God. Mm. I think as Americans, we, we get so hung up on our rights that we forget that God is sovereign, God's in control, and God has a purpose. Um, what about the, the inalienable God-given rights? That- yeah, where's that in the Testament? See, that's... Uh, see, is it an Acts? No, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I, this was a conversation that I had with somebody um, was, you know, God-given rights. Um, you want the mic? <laughs> yeah, he's staying clear. Wise. He's old. Oh, Ken's like... Yeah, so, I, you know, I guess that's, that's my question is... is I'm not saying that we shouldn't do that. I'm just saying that God has to be number one in all all things that we are, all goals, all objectives, yes. any direction that we go. Absolutely. And I think sometimes that we have, because it's easy. I'm not saying it's intentional. I'm saying it's easy to 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 flop those. Yeah. And and for me, then that leads to the next question, and that is, what is suffering? Oh, healthy. Yeah. We're getting there, right. So there are, are people in probably most of the countries in this world that would gladly trade places with us today, even based on everything that I'm whining about right now. Then that's true, because they're experiencing suffering. Is this suffering for us when I can't express my opinions? Is it suffering? I, I don't know if that's suffering. Well, that's... Again, I'm, we're the frog, yeah, the frog so we the can't... Water. Again, we can't measure our suffering to someone else's suffering. We can't do that. Like The cultures God, are different. Yeah, yeah, the cultures... Well, and God's got a different plan. Like, I, yeah. I saw a Facebook the other day uh, post this morning and yesterday morning. It was great. It was talking about... I, I, it was actually someone here might have posted. I don't, I don't know. But it talked about, like, you know, don't be fearful for our children. God plan them to be here now yes. because they can take it. That's true. We're the ones that can't take it. Our children are children and children are stronger, you know, they're stronger than we are and God's made this plan. God's intended for that. So Yeah, that's amazing. It's it's, it's it's a cool it's true. Is it it's, it seems true. Yeah, oh yeah. If, if I read sure. according to what I read, you know, yeah. um so yeah, again, um it's hard to watch. It's hard to be here. It's hard to understand that our freedoms are potentially in danger um but our salvation's good and um our god is good and right yeah you need to we need to think um 
long-term, i.e. eternal. But I'm going to go back and read what it says in Romans, I think based on what you were getting at. Right. I'm going to start at Romans, the first part of uh, Romans, okay? Starting with chapter 5. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Good. Verse 2. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. That's good. That's chapter 2, and this is out of the ESV. Um, Not only that, but here it comes. We rejoice in our prosperity. No? Did I misread that? Okay. <laughs> no, that's good. <laughs> let me see that version. <laughs> let, me, let me try that again. Oh, oh, sorry. We rejoice in our sufferings. We rejoice in our sufferings, Paul's saying. Knowing that suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character. And character produces hope. Our hope is in Christ based on what? Suffering? See, I, when, when I stand up here and I talk, almost everybody out there is smarter than me and is better, better versed and a better spokesman. But yes, our, our hope is in Christ, and we obtain that, according to Paul in this verse, through suffering. So again, from the balance between being a good patriotic flag-waving American and following this, of course I am a Christian first and foremost. And I would like to think that if they want to come and drag me away because of my belief in Christ and throw me in a prison, I guess that's the way it goes. Yeah. Am I going to resist? Am I going to get violent? I don't know. All I can say is I think we need to be we need to be happy. That's not <laughs> what I was going to say. <laughs> we need to be full of the Spirit of God and have Him living in us to the degree that we can be fluid and react to the circumstances that are around us. And I think more than ever, we need to be like that. And you were talking about that. Yeah, uh, Phil, can elders correct me if I'm wrong, but I, if I remember right, there's scripture that talks about because we are Christians, we suffer so that we can be in that place with other believers once they... Or maybe not even believers. Yeah, we comfort them with the comfort that we are saved. Nice. So, so that's that's biblical, right? So, so yeah. Again, I I think the bigger picture is that we're called to suffer. I know. And when you look at that suffering, big picture, are we suffering? I mean, that's where I, that's what, that's the struggle I, my internal dialogue that I have. And, and I will say, I think there are a number of people out there that today that are suffering, that they had a job, COVID hit, and, you know, however you think about COVID and the pandemic, folks have been, by the order of the government, put out of work. Then the government is giving them money that makes me think of socialism. At least going down the road thereof, 
again, those, those, there are people that are suffering. And, you know, again, we talked about the food bank and can circle back to that. But, yeah, there are folks out there that, you know, need to see the light of Christ. And if they can, going back to what you just said, if they can see us being patient and enduring in our suffering and that that leads us to the hope of Christ, yeah. that is the bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I go back and forth too because, again, I'm the first one to measure like suff- like anything, suffering. Uh, but, I, you can, again, we can't measure... Like, as you were talking about suffering, I'm just thinking to myself, like, I, I'm just going to think about, like, my suffering, and I can't portray, I don't want to measure that to someone else's suffering. And so, you know, like, like that verse, again, to me, that, that verse, talking about suffering as Christians, is, a, is, a, is not a group of people. It's an individual. You suffer individually so that you can be, like, it's a one-on-one personal thing. Like, there, yes, it's a group of us, but the, the building, the structure, the closeness to God through the suffering is a personal thing, not, not the whole community. It, it, it makes that, right, but, but it's a personal thing. More, more, more evidence for me that God's more about the personal relationship than the... Yeah. The yeah. personal relationships build the big structure. Yeah, if that makes any sense. But I just like, like like thinking about the suffering. It's like, you know, I cry about what I feel like is pretty ridiculous things. Like I, I'm like, oh, I'm suffering over something silly, right? And and I, two things. Don't let that. Don't underestimate your suffering, but don't overestimate it too, right? Like, um. So I don't know, but I was just like hearing you talk about Chicago and being homeless. That's got to be cold. I've been there, um, and scary, right? Uh, been down some dark alleys there, but um, that—that's the kind of suffering that you know built. Look, look where you are today, right? Who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Good Glory job, God. Heather. Nice. Very good. I, I, in some of the thoughts and talks with um, Danette and my local expert, I haven't had a chance to talk to, and I said we would do this uh, after this talk. Just the, um, and we don't need to go down this road, but I'll throw it out there since I've been thinking about it, but just the Second Amendment and what does that mean? Again, it's, it's an American thing. It's not, you know, necessarily of God, but... Nonetheless, the we we looked. I've got a flag. Okay, we got a we put up a flag, a pole at the house, and um, I didn't get a U.S. fifty star flag for it. I purposely got the thirteen star flag and not the round Betsy Ross one because that wasn't an official flag. But I got the first official flag that the country ever had, which is just a uniform pattern of the thirteen stars representing the first thirteen states. Okay, but. It just makes me think of, you know, what exactly were they thinking, you know, it was mentioned Patrick Henry and those folks being good biblical Christian folks and some of the quotes that were shared with me recently that's encouraging from a American biblical point of view, but it's not sitting on your hands to put it, you know, one way. 
No comment. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I don't. For me, my focus is personal relationships built on faith and how that pans out. Big picture. I'll just trust in God. Like, that's just my approach. Part of my problem is, I think, is just looking forward too much. I'm forward-looking, but, you know, and, you know, again, just where are we on the continuum on that line? Does it matter? Well, it does, I think, for me, in being a parent and wanting my child to have, can I say, the best possible life, the, you know, American dream is, is the American dream still something that we can talk about? You know, I think I, 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 I yes is my answer. I don't know. I want to. I'm going to follow Christ first, and I want to be able to do have the freedoms that I've had in this country for the past 52 years. Son, I'm sorry for where I'm going next. Jason hasn't been to church because he's been working Sundays. He shows up now. I'm going to talk about this relationship, and he's going to hate it. Um, <laughs> I'll have a cookie. You want a cookie? <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm just kidding. I can't. Um, yeah, it's funny. Um, as a parent, uh, talking about America and freedoms, and like, uh, Taysen and I have a, a unique relationship. I, I, I think a very good one, actually. And, um, but it's not the common one. It's not, you know... So I'm proud when my son was like, when Taysen was 14, he wanted a job. No one would give him a job. He runs around town. The bike shop says, we can't pay you, but come in, and we'll let you have an internship, and then they give him parts and make him fix it. Okay, And, And from that, now he's 18, and he's working at that same bike shop. So when I was measuring myself to my career... That is a very proud moment, and I'm still proud of that. Like, sure. I'm very proud of that. Yeah, absolutely. But where I, as a father, where we want our children to be close is to the Lord. Sure. And it's, and, and it's so crazy, like, how the other things, like, and that's part of that whole change I was talking about. Like, I was even measuring him and his career, and I was like, well, he needs to be doing this, and he needs to be doing that. And it was all this career-based functionality, and now it's like, should come say hi to Anita at church. She's been asking for you, you know, or, you know, and, and, and through things I've asked him, you know, like there's two things I, you must, two things, like if we're working out some deal on growth, like I'm trying to help him in some way. I said, make yeah. me two promises. One, that your relationship with God is great and your relationship with your girl is great. Like, like that, Sure. That that's all that other stuff works out because there's people that like I've seen so many people that have I don't even want to say it that way. They're in a different place than we are and they are way happier. Like the the less they have, the happier they are. What is happiness? Well, I, I think happiness is closeness to God. And I think when back to that whole suffering part is when you don't have and you're suffering, the first one you cling to is him. Yes. Maybe we need, uh, and I'm not going to say that. <laughs> oh, yes. That is awesome. Wow. Anybody else? I mean, we'll take a break. Just go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Over the history of 
to give up their lives, and they died. Some were caused to lose their jobs. Some were caused to be thrown in prison and tortured. Everybody suffered differently, but during those periods in the church where suffering came, was strongest, faith grew the strongest. Yeah. Relationship with the Lord grew the strongest. So keep that in mind that as we don't want to look forward to suffering, nobody wants suffering, right? Your relationship will get Just for the folks that might not have caught that on, online, Steve's talking about um, suffering increases faith, in short. And absolutely, that, that is true. That's exactly what I wanted to say, but it was a lot uglier when I was going to say it. In my head, it was like, it was not that eloquent. Like, that was nice. Yeah, um, as Christians, that's my question. As, question, as Christians, should, should we welcome the suffering? Should we pray for suffering? I think when it comes, <laughs> you, you, again, what we just read, you take it with character and endurance and, and patience, and, right. and that you receive hope. I'm not going to I'm go out going to. and stand in the middle of I-70 to induce suffering. Right, right. right. I think, well, and Jesus No, I, I, it's, it's Jesus worth bringing up. Jesus There's talks about that, too, that... Um, don't worry about uh, what tomorrow brings because, um, again, I'm bad at paraphrasing, but it will bring its own trouble. Just, you know, focus on today. Um, I'm going to... You know, I'm just laughing because we're like, I don't know if we're going to fill up time, and it's like we're going to go over. Yeah. I was just going to mention one more thing. You can end with some thoughts, and we'll pray. Yeah. Just the, another uh, verse that's all um, very well known that is um, applicable, I think, and that is John sixteen thirty three. You know, in this life there will be trials, there will be troubles, there will be tribula- tribulation, but be of good cheer, for he, right, he has overcome the world. And that's what it definitely boils down to, as much as I like, you know, my flag and my 13 colony flag and, you know, the history in my family of in the military and I can't promise that I would always sit on my hands under any circumstance but I can tell you that I'm not going to deny Christ or Jesus or anybody or anything I just am not going to do that and that's the encouragement for you guys today I wanted to paint a somewhat bleak picture purposefully to have you fall back on what is the most important thing, and that is what we said to find hope in Christ. Know your Bible, read your Bible. John Cooper said that he thought it would be a good idea these days to have printed material, printed Bibles. Yeah, of course, that's a great idea. You don't know what the future holds, but you have to fall back and rest on Christ and proceed with him and his spirit in us. Yeah, uh, just one thing too. It's easy for us to get caught up on the little things. Um, so you and I both, we sat up here, and um, we put out the disclaimer that what we think might not reflect everybody's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, on those same lines, there's plenty of opportunity for someone in this particular location to say the incorrect thing one time, even though they've, they're a pastor of a megachurch or they've wrote many books that 
have influenced Christianity till the end, and then they say the one thing that makes us go, what? Yeah. So, grace, right? Um, there's plenty of opportunity for everybody to say the wrong thing, and so I, I guess that's what I'm saying. Let's not get caught up on... Because I know... It, I know we're talking about, like, I've had people that, like, pastors and people that I look up to and, and, and podcasts and people say things and I'm just like, why did you just do that? And yeah. it's, because it, it's easy to just, to do that. And it's easy, to, it, it's not important, the little things, right? And that is true, but we need to see if there's a trend there and if yeah. repentance follows with the, the one-off. Right. Yeah, I'm good with that. Opinion. I'm good with that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not keeping track necessarily. No, I know. <laughs> I know. It, Sorry, that's, good. <laughs> that's good. That's good thing. You're not keeping track. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, so I, we uh, ready to pray? I think, I think we should pray. Out of here, yeah. You know, something that, uh, is there anybody that has any prayer requests that we need to do? Because we don't ask that a lot. Is there anything that we need to be praying for specifically? Uh, in that, okay, I guess we don't need Jesus today. <laughs> Go ahead. Unsaved. Yep. Pray for the unsaved. Pray for the sick. We always need Jesus. I, that was something that I heard once when, when someone, nobody would speak up because we're afraid of asking for what we need, you know. But we all need Jesus. We all need something somewhere. So don't be afraid. Yeah. Heather, do you want to hit the lights a little? Go ahead and start, and then I'll okay. wrap up. Father, we, uh, we just quiet our minds and our hearts and our souls. We pray that uh, our focus is our relationship with you on the personal level. No matter what happens, Lord God, I pray that uh, you are the first thing that we go to in our life. I pray that you are the first person I seek for when I need wisdom, advice, counsel, and even comfort, Lord. God, I pray that we recognize that no problem is too big and no problem is too small for you. That we can reach out all the time in every circumstance. God, I pray that there's a special new kind of presence that we are aware of with the Spirit inside of us. We know that you're always here, Lord God. I just pray that our focus change from despair to hope in this new year. Regardless of the situation, Lord, I pray that we've, we are focused on hope this next year. Lord, we've got a lot of people who are going through some surgeries coming up, uh, some health stuff, Lord God, so we just lift them up to you. We pray that uh, the doctor's hands are guided uh, through you and that at the end, things are as they were, as you designed, Lord. God, we, uh, we're thankful for this church body, Lord. We're thankful that we can meet. We're thankful for this country where we can talk about you in public, where we can worship you, where we can pray at the table at the restaurant, Lord. And we pray that that continue, Lord, but we trust in your will. We trust in who you are. God, we, uh, we need you. We can't do this without you. We can't live without you. We can't, 
we can't be who you've created us to be without the Spirit, Lord. So, Lord, we just pray the Spirit work in everyone's life, Lord. We pray for the unsaved, the ones who have not yet known your name, Lord. We pray that there is opportunity that they get to know you. We pray for every Bible-preaching church, every Bible-preaching missionary, every Bible-preaching person of the world, Lord. We pray them. We pray the Spirit with them. We pray that they are successful. We pray that, they, that, they are, that you are with them. Go ahead, John. Thank you, Lord, for this day, for this opportunity. And um, we just are glad that you are here in our presence with your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, for doing what only you could do, for being our kinsman redeemer, for saving us from our sins and giving us eternal life. And even more than that, that we can live in your strength and your power and the dominion that you have given us to be your representatives, Christ, to be your hands and feet. Um, you gave up your life and and nails went through your hands and through your feet so we could be your hands and feet and what a privilege that is what a privilege that is that we can be your representation here today and like we've said earlier today that 2021 who knows what that brings but we're here today and now for a reason that you've set um, that you know that we're supposed to be here now and that our kids and so on and so forth, and that we can do what you would have us to do, that we can be a light in a dark world, and that we can, again, just um, have the hope that does come through suffering and difficulties, and that folks see that, see that light on that hill, that they can say, those folks are Christians, and that's ultimately where I want to be. We pray that we can do that, that we can represent you, and just be full of life, and full of love, and that we can exhibit that through the holiness that that you exhibited to your Father, Jesus. So we just thank you so much for what you've done for us, for who you are, for this gathering, that we can um, openly worship and gather today. And we're so thankful for that. And the group of people here and Pastor Phil for leading this uh, congregation. We're very glad for what we have here with this uh, family. We thank you so much. And we say and pray all these things. And the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.